My dad worked most of the time. Right. He was in that bakery. I mean, now we, this is a picnic what we have here. Right, right. Because they were there, I would say, anywhere between 12 and 16 hours a day. That was Mike Sirocco, who owns Liguria Bakery in North Beach. I'm your host, Jeff Hunt. This is Storied San Francisco, a weekly podcast where San Franciscans from all walks of life share their stories, and you get to know your neighbors. So, focaccia. Who doesn't love focaccia? In this episode, Mike takes us back to the founding of his family's focaccieria in 1911. If your mouth is watering by the end of this podcast, Liguria's hours are 7 a.m. to 1 p.m., closed on Sundays and Mondays. The bakery is open on Saturdays until noon. Special thanks to Lauren Lim and Richard Young for introducing us to Mike. Once again, please excuse the mask muffling and occasional wind in the recording. Here's Mike. I'm the owner of Liguria Bakery, and I've been working since full-time here since 1981. When you were how old? I was 25 when I came here. Okay. So I've been here 40 years working full-time, but prior to that, uh, I would work on the weekends and also on holidays, helping out because my dad was there and I'd help him do the deliveries and then, of course, on the holidays when it was busier. So prior, I would say when I was about 15. So I've been 40 years as an owner, but 10 years prior to that. So I've been 50 years there wow, working. Wow, congratulations. Yeah, thank you. So on that topic, can we go all the way back to before Mike Sirocco to the fount? Can we hear the story about, you um, said it was your grandfather? Yes, or? my grandfather uh, came here around, nine, right after the earthquake, 1907. And he worked, I guess, as a, ba this is kind of sketchy. I, this is because I've never met him. And this is, my dad never really talked a lot about it. But this is what I found out through other sources and through fa other family members. He came here approximately 1907 and he worked in some bakeries up on Grand Avenue and Union Street and then in 1911 uh, is when they came to this location here. Do you know uh, where in, uh, in Italy I'm assuming but where in Italy? He well from? he they, they came from uh, the uh, basically the general area I can say is uh, Genoa but uh, the Chiavari and Chicania area there in, in Italy. Okay. I, unfortunately, I've never been. I'm embarrassed to say. Hey. But so he's, one day. Yeah. So he started this. Uh, used to be prior to the earthquake there on the location where we're at. It was a church. Oh wow. So I guess it was leveled out during the uh, after the earthquake in 1906, and apparently it turned into this what we have here now. So it's been here since probably uh, I, the exact date I, I don't actually know but I know the business started around 1911. 11. That's just okay. what we... So yeah I mean uh, obviously you didn't know I mean you said that the stories are a little spotty but... Well yeah because he... yeah unfortunately um, my dad was only 10 years old when his father passed away. Okay. So he really didn't know much either and uh, what happened was uh, my grandmother at the time when my grandfather passed away had to hire men to work because there was other partners they were basically in those days a bread bakery okay they, they, they made basically the bread mm -hmm. and uh, it got to Fogaccia uh, a little was one of their smaller items and then as time went on you know I mean I can remember when I was a kid Fogaccia unless you were Italian no one knew what it was right and now, forgot you go to any restaurant, people have forgot your sandwiches. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you're familiar with mm -hmm. it and stuff like that. So, 
So he, uh, from the time when my uh, grandfather passed away in 1938, uh, they uh, hired um, some men to work to fill in his time that obviously he had passed away, he wasn't there. And then my dad, as soon as he graduated high school, started in the, they threw him right in the bakery. Can we go back just real fast? Do you happen to know how old your grandfather was when he opened? And do you know whether he already spoke okay. English? Like that kind of thing? Because I'm thinking yeah. he was a young immigrant, you know? Yeah, he spoke English, I know that I do know. And I believe he, I know when he passed away in 38, he was around, he was in his low 60s. Okay, so, so I so he was I, in his the exact 20s. date right now. I can't I can't really recall. But let's say twenties or so when he yeah, opened this business. he opened it. Yeah, he would probably in his yeah mid to yeah, that, that's how the math would work out. Yes. I okay. Believe, yeah. And now now let's jump back to your to your dad. Yeah. Um, and his involvement. So yeah, my, obviously grew up with yeah, well, his parents owning this. Yeah, they, they my dad like I said out, right out of high school he started working here in the bakery and he stayed there until he passed away unfortunately uh it, it, he passed away in it's about seven eight years ago now okay and he was uh 84 when he passed away and he worked 66 years wow. in the bakery so and survived the bakery in 89 quake was there yes any damage i was or? also there in 89 too oh, now. you already, yeah, are, yeah, already i came in 81 Okay, then, then let's so back actually, up again. <laughs> actually, this is, you say July the 1st today. This is exactly for me is the 40th. Oh. This would be my first day 40 years ago. Congratulations. Exactly. For, okay. For full time, yeah. Let's then get, uh, let's talk a little bit about your childhood. So not necessarily the bakery. If okay. the bakery's involved, yeah, but like, you know, oh, as you're, a, you're, you're I, I hate the term unicorn, but there are fewer and fewer born and raised San Franciscans yes. okay. anymore. You're one of them. Let's hear what it was like to grow up, I'm assuming, in North Beach. Well, I yes, I, I grew up in North Beach, and I lived um, within a two-block radius of the bakery and lived on top of the bakery for probably two or three years. And then I lived over on Lombard Street, and then where my father and mother's residence was, now where my mom lives, is on Stockton Street, just a block and a half up. Oh. So I went to school right down here, right at St. Peter and Paul School. I started there in kindergarten. I went through all the way through eighth grade. Then uh, from there, I continued on to high school at Sacred Heart High School. Now it's called Sacred Heart Cathedral. Right. And that's up on Ellis Street, and I stayed there. And I went to college for two years and kind of avoided... Outside of the city, or no? I I just went to um, San Francisco City SF, College. SF, uh, SF yeah. State or City yeah, College? Yeah, I, I went to State in the beginning, and then I kind of stayed. It didn't work out for me, yeah. and I went back to City. I completed my two years there in general education, and didn't know what I wanted to do, but I always had in the back of my mind I would probably end up at the bakery, right? Just to keep it going because uh, other family members weren't interested, you know, and I hated to see it you know go by the wayside yeah so uh one actually I, I worked there with my dad from 81 until he until he passed away so just recently yeah okay. well he it was so, years right now are kind of that's fine no time in. time is but, irrelevant so we worked yeah so it, so you must have grown up in the like 70s I went, 80s San Francisco. I, I graduated from St. Peter and Paul in in in, in, in 1970. What was San Francisco like then? Can you? Well, as a young kid, it's kind of well. It, it was a whole different thing. I mean, we basically, as myself, I spent most of my time not so much in in school, but we spent a lot of time at the boys' club, right? Which is 
right there where we're, oh, yeah. yeah. And we would basically, as kids, um, after you got out of, out, of, you got out of school, go home, change your clothes, go back to the club. It closed at five o'clock, go home and eat dinner, go back at seven o'clock, oh, stay wow. till nine o'clock, then go home, do your homework or whatever, or preferably do your homework first before <laughs> you did that. And we spent, I mean, I grew up a very, very, um, uh, how do you say, appreciative of the, having the opportunity to have that club because I don't think many youths ha have that opportunity just right down the block from you right. just to go. And, you know, I was very athletic and played sports in high school and stuff like that. What sports did you play? Uh, basketball and baseball. Okay. Yeah, but mainly in basketball in high school. So. And was that through the club or the school? Or? Well, no. Then I, well, they had they had uh, this, through the school they had the, you know the CYO leagues and all that. And then um, in high school I played for the school the high school team. And, and I then, played in various AAU teams and stuff like that. Right. I did quite quite a bit of basketball actually. As a kid, did you get around the city much? And, and if so, like, you know, what, in, what neighborhoods would you? In, in those days, no. We normally stayed basically to our neighborhoods then. You know, that's just the way. Until we were able to drive when you were in high school, then you went, you know, kind of hung out with some friends that you met yeah. then and all that. But otherwise, it was basically in this area here. Yeah, not even yeah. a little bit downtown or? Not too much. Not okay. You know, a little bit of Chinatown once in a while. Maybe sometimes downtown. You would go, would go with our my parents down yeah. there or stuff like that. But it was normally, actually, I, I, it might sound unfortunate, but my dad worked most of the time. Right. He was in that bakery. I mean, now we, this is a picnic, what we have here. Right, right. Because they were there, I would say, anywhere between 12 and 16 hours a day. Wow. And then on a holiday time, it was non-existent. I can just a tidbit remember, like even on Christmas Eve, we would have to open up our presents the, the, on Christmas Eve, like at six o'clock at night, because my dad had to go back to work at midnight. I was gonna ask And he time, was like yeah. sitting there falling asleep. I and mean, they really, those guys, I, I, I've experienced working with them. They really worked hard in those days. Long hours, tedious, and- And did they complain? No, never, never. Yeah, never. exactly. That ne was just never a fact once. Of life. Yeah. The only thing is, uh, the only if you want to call a complaint, everyone, well, I'm a little bit tired. Uh, you know? <laughs> but other than that, because when you work in a bakery, unfortunately, it's early hours, so you don't sleep much. And you're on your feet the entire time. And you're on, so and, it's, and, a, and it's on cement. Yeah. You know, so yeah. And it's hot. And, and you saw that when you were back <laughs> yes, there. It's it's, it's at least around 82 degrees in that back there. So, on a day where in San Francisco, which are rare when it gets up in the 90s, mm -hmm. it's about 100 degrees in the back there. Right. So if wow. you're not used to it, it gets hot awful quick all of a sudden. Yikes. Yeah. So because you grew up in the kind of culture of the bakery, I want to know, you know, uh, when did it, when did you realize that it's something special? You know, it really didn't dawn on me at first as a, as, a, as a young child. You know, I just knew the people liked it. And then, you know, it gradually got older and through high school and all that, it kind of started, started, the realization started to come into me that, you know, people would even tell me, friends would say, you know, or parents of friends would say, you know, you don't know what you, how, how big of a part of San Francisco that you are, you know, that this place has been here. You know, now, you know, all the mom and pop places now, there's not very few of us left, whichever ones there are. Right. And uh, I just kind of think uh, it's kind of the reason why I've hung in with it so long is because uh, I'd like to keep it 
going as long as I can. Yeah. And um, can we hear that story then? I, I guess so. So you already worked here for a little bit, and then I well, I worked. I, I like I said, I used to work here on the weekends and holidays, and then I had a few other odd jobs. I mean, I worked at the Gap. I worked. I, I worked at numerous places. I worked for a bar supply place up the street for a couple of years that was there. And I just did those jobs eventually while I was going through college mm -hmm. and, and, and that. And then finally, when one of the gentlemen that my father was partners with retired, that's how I became in because I knew my father wasn't going anywhere. And, and in those days, we had three, there was three partners. Mm -hmm. So I became partners with my father and there was one other when, when I got in the bakery in 1981. I think back in the beginning when my grandfather was there, they had up to almost five partners. Wow, okay. And they used to, I mean, they went, I can go back to even the days where they used to deliver the bread. They, right down the street here by North Beach Playground, they used to park the horse, they had the horses and the wagon. They used to deliver the bread by horse and wagon. That's amazing. Yes. So. Are there, have you seen photos of any of that Yeah, stuff? there's there's very few. I mean, okay. I've got one in the bakery there I can show you later yeah, on let's, maybe. Let's try to get of my grandfather, there's one in the store. But otherwise, other than that, it's, it just seems that uh, not much records were kept. Uh, I guess, I, I don't know if they were just Why not aware or if they, it's, it's not that they didn't care about it. I just didn't think that they just took it for granted, you know. It's probably related to the complaining thing. It's like they, their work was just a fact of their life. Yes, yeah. Big one, Yeah. but they no. didn't necessarily feel the need to document I, I, correct. it. Correct, I, like, so. right? I think so. I think you're right. Yeah. Let's go back because I wanted to hear your thoughts on North Beach when you were growing up versus North so Beach how it is now. now. Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> it's like night and day. Um, back then, like I say, we, I mentioned going to the boys' club. I mean, then you were, I mean, as, as a kid, seven, I think in those days, the boys' club, I think you had to be seven to join. Okay. I mean, we would walk out in the street and go at night and everything, where now nobody's going to let a seven-year-old kid go to, you know, and we were very comfortable. You knew everybody. You knew everybody in the neighborhood. I mean, it's, I wouldn't walk, I mean, you notice even a couple people come and say hello to me just seeing me here now. But it, it's changed so much. It's just, it's not the, it's not the local community it was in years when I grew up. And not, I, not even close. I, I mean, don't know if you agree with me, but I, I, I've been here 20 years. I've been here long enough to see a lot of neighborhoods change. Yeah. And I, I agree with what you're saying, but I also think that of compared to other neighborhoods, uh, yeah. North Beach has changed maybe the least. Um, I mean, yeah, I guess that's probably fair assessment. You well, know, you don't assessment. get a lot of, you know, big national chains or... No, you know, that's, well, one thing they've, they've kept out is they've kept out, like, the big coffee. They've tried to keep the small coffee shops, you know, not let any of the bigger ones in or bigger chains of other drugstores and all that to a, a extent. I mean, it's, I think they've done a fairly decent job of it yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah okay going back again uh one more time in time okay. uh when did the bakery shift from you said they were making bread and focaccia when did okay. it when did it become focaccia? It, it, st it started by now i i can i'm i'm 64 i can never remember them making bread okay okay so it's before so i don't day. know the yes but i remember they used to sell bread from another baker because we had a bakery right up the street here was Italian French bakery was there for years and we used to get bread from another bakery just to have it because customers were used to neighborhood people used to come in and having bread but I think what happened the way I heard the story from my father was uh, back in the years when you had the big companies I don't want to mention any names but they would go into the places where my dad 
would go to and they would uh, like say, okay, um, we'll give you a free month's bread if you sell. Undersell. undersell. So those Italian guys in those days, they were pretty hard, hard-headed or, or very stubborn or whatever you'd like to call it. They, the famous line that my father would always say was, before we, before we give bread away, we leave the flour in the sacks. Okay. I, I heard that m- numerous, numerous times. Okay. So what happened was these, they'd go into these places and they would tell my father, well, um, so-and-so company said they're, they're going to give us a month free and, and maybe charge us. You know, in those days, I think the bread wholesale was a nickel. Yeah. Probably around a nickel. Right. And they used to take credits. Oh. <laughs> so, you know, what, what was to stop somebody from ordering, uh, give me 100 breads today. I, and you go back there, I only sold 50. Here's 50 back. Well, that stopped as soon as I got in the bakery because <laughs> we did the same. They, when I first started, they were doing that with the Fogaccia on, the, oh, on our wholesale accounts. No, that's gold. So I told my dad, I said, you know, what are you guys doing here? You know, what's to stop them? Well, they don't do that. They don't do that. Well, you're thinking like the old times. They, mm-hmm. they didn't do that. Mm-hmm. But nowadays, you know, nobody wants to run out. So, and it, it really wasn't that much of a problem with returns when right. I was there. But I just <laughs> right. said, no, that's Andy. And so, so, so the the switch to focaccia only happened. It, it happened. Before you, right? It happened before uh, before before me, and they it, and it it was pretty pretty popular even though yeah. it was not a thing like you know we were like you say you go into restaurants now and forgot sandwich this and that people just bought Fogaccia to buy Fogaccia. you know italian well, people knew of it you know right and yeah. i was going to ask do you know yeah. at that time that the, that the switch was made uh were there other bakeries making focaccia? very few or, i would yeah. say very few now there's 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 a lot of it being made but you would normally say that Fogaccia was only made, you know, by by uh, by us. You know? This podcast is going to go on record as saying you guys are like the godfathers. Well, you can't say we're the godfathers of it because it was made in Italy and all but that. You know, in San Francisco. Yeah, in San Francisco. Well, we're probably the first ones that actually you, started making it. Now, like they say, everybody tries to make it, but you put it on the map. Yeah, you guys are the originals. But we—that's why we—that's all we make because we do it right and yeah. we use all the top ingredients. We don't cut any corners. You saw the back. It's all old school. Yes. You know, yes. we, we don't even use a digital scale. It's a brick oh, oven. It's been nice. there. It's the original oven that's been there since um, since it opened. 11, at yeah. least. Yeah. Mike, um, maybe we could end. If you'd like to talk about uh, the shift that you had to make during the pandemic with the business yes. um, going okay. into that, do you, I mean, yeah, uh, it's a big, ba- broad topic. But. Well, no. Well, basically what, what happened was I was first of all, very concerned with what was going to happen, you know, what the uh, health department was going to let us mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. So we've been in touch with that and followed all the guidelines that we could. So we never closed. That's oh. the one thing I can say. We didn't close any days at all. Oh, wow. Okay. So we were able to stay open the whole time and uh, under certain guidelines. The only thing is uh, right now, I would say we're operating uh, maybe a little better than half of what we normally do. Okay. Not only because of uh, not having restaurant business, but also because of the people not coming out to right. stay in place. Right. Uh, Were you able to retain your staff? Yes, everybody oh, stayed. Excellent. And that was the main thing. Awesome. It was my main concern was to keep everybody there. Unfortunately, I only have three. 
hey. besides myself. So one one of them is my daughter. So and she just had a baby, so she's not there now. But she's coming back Friday. Okay. So I've got a first grandchild, five five months old. So it'll be so yeah. So wow. So you guys didn't close at all. It we just... didn't we didn't close at all. We stayed. Wow. We changed the hours now. We're only open from seven till noon during these times, and um, weekends also or. Uh, we're, so we're we're all, we're always closed on Sundays and Mondays. Those Got are the it. days that we. Tuesday well, when Saturday. I first came in the bakery, to get off the side here, we worked seven days a week. Right. There was no closing, and I can even remember, this is way off the side here, is working on Christmas, working on Thanksgiving, working on New Year's, all the holidays, and finally when I had my my daughter that's coming, but the one that had the baby. When, I, when my first child was born, my wife looked at me and goes, you're not doing this. Ah. So you didn't I need labor say, laws. You had I your can't wife. say I made the decision. And my yeah. dad said to me, he goes, well, what do you mean? What are people going to do? How are they going to buy bread? I said, they're just going to have to buy it the day before. And in those days there, those guys, when, I mean, I, I've worked with them, so I know how they are. They would be very particular to serve fresh product you know every day you know how to be fresh how to be fresh i said people aren't like that anymore and the one that really kind of put us over the edge or not put us over the edge is i remember because i live with my this is when i would get me my father up there and we'd I'd park my car up there and we'd walk down to work you know in the morning and it was christmas eve night when people were coming from midnight mass and uh, my dad and I were walking down, getting ready to start Christmas morning to start baking at one o'clock in the morning. Wow. So people would have focaccia on Christmas. And somebody came up and said to us, where are you guys going? And I said, I said, we're going to work on Christmas. Are you guys crazy? And I looked at my father, I go, that's it, we're done. I said, <laughs> I said we're doing it this time and I'm not doing it anymore. And he goes, oh, I don't know what my, I had another partner. I don't know. I said, believe me, he's going to go right for it, too. Nobody it, likes working on Christmas. The day off. You so have. we started doing it. We got a lot of uh, flack about it. I'm sure you did. Uh, Old-time people. Geez, what am I going to do on Thanksgiving now? I don't have bread. Well, you got to come the day before. Oh, it's going to be a day old. You know, well, we have a life, too. Yeah. So I still worked up until um, we did the seven days a week, up until probably... Oh, maybe 15 years ago. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, so it's not that far along. And then we started closing on Sundays just because it kind of changed around. The 49ers weren't doing as well. We were <laughs> right. real busy, you know, on Sundays with football mm -hmm. back when that was on. And then um, the church also, too. Not as many people go anymore. Right. Because before, I can remember as a kid, we, they used to leave Mass early just to, um, after the communion, just to beat the line at Liguria Bakery oh, because wow. people would go up and buy the fogaccia. And That's then not, amazing. so if you left right after that, they'd sneak out the back door and go up. Wow. But so, then we started doing the Monday closing because like some of these days, like Memorial Day, Labor Day, fell on a Monday and everything. And I told my dad then, I go, this is kind of nice that we're closed at two days, you know? Well, you want to close, let's do it again. I said, yep, let's do it. All right. I said, we can get by it with it. I said, you know, and then we kind of worked it out with our wholesale people that, you know, that. So it's we've been that way probably for at least maybe close to 10 years that we've closed. Uh, Sunday and Monday. The Sunday and Monday. Okay. And it's, believe me, it's like 
night and day. You're that, good with that's it. That's seven days a week was really, it's, it's, I mean, your life is, but that's how my dad and those guys did it. And that's how I learned how to do it. See, yeah. they learned, they worked every day, you know, they came. And long hours. And long and hours. Early hours. I mean, like now, I mean, I got here this morning. I got here about, well, about quarter after three, but by 10 o'clock now, I, I'm, I'm, I'm home. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, that, but then in those days, the bakery used to stay open until six o'clock. Okay. It was different. It was more community oriented. Like I said, you know, yeah. people would come in, you know, now people come in the morning, you know, right. that's it, you know, so. Do you guys sell to restaurants? Are you in any well, We have some, uh, the one right across the street here, Mario's, Mario's is yeah. like our, one of our best customers. Okay. They make the focaccia sandwiches there. Yes, and they're they one do. that, they're one that I'm hoping that once the restaurants come back, cause they're there every day and they're good for because they tell people who they buy, you know, they buy the Fogaccia from. And so it works out both ways. They've nice. been a customer of ours for many, many years. Mm -hmm. And we do have a few others uh, restaurants, but mostly we have uh, maybe three or four either delis or markets Stores, that yeah. carry it. Shops. I've kind of tended to get away with the wholesale, uh, got, got away from the wholesale. They used to have it before, like I said, when I used to deliver and help those guys when I was in high school and all that. They used to have about a dozen stops then. Now I think we have three. Okay. So because you, as you notice, the delis now are not... Currently. There's not really that many around. And, yeah. and the reason for that, I think, is now you go into stores like Safeway, um, Molly Stones, whatever, the, you could, any, any of the names, they all have delis in them. Right. In those days before, there was no delis in the supermarket. Just a market. It was just a supermarket. Right. And then if you wanted to go to the deli, I mean, in North Beach here, I can mention there was at least four or five delis here. Right. Now I think there's Molinari. Molinari still there. And well, Palermo or one of those little ones like that. The, the and then Tony opened his to, right over oh, here. Oh, he Giovanni's. Giovanni's. He he gets Fogaccia from us. Tony. Oh, he does. Yeah, he does. Giovanni. Okay, does. you hear yeah. that, everyone? Yeah. <laughs> Anything else about? you or or the bakery that you want to get in uh the only thing i thought you had just to get back when you asked about during the COVID, um yes. what how, what we did is actually we kind of brought back brought into it um we start selling our dough mm -hmm. and we start making bread uh, but just the little loaves yeah and just because we had the kids were out of school and i had parents coming in and the one fellow that's working with me now said you know because he used to work for luca deli that was on 22nd and valencia steve Corabelli. And he said, you know, we should sell a lot of dough out there. And I always say, used to say, ah, uh, I don't want to sell the dough because we're here to sell the, you know, the, 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 finished, pro product. the finished product. Yeah. So we started selling the pizza dough. So I got quite a few parents of, that live locally that would give a project for the kids to do. Awesome. So we started selling the bread and the dough. And it, it's kind of actually worked out while the, some of the Fogaccia sales that we lost during this pandemic, we kind of made up a little bit with that nice and you're still doing that yeah we're still doing that and it's actually going fairly well cool it's kind of you know it's kind of keeping uh, interest because the dough is really good yeah and people are now you know bringing it home making pizzas out of it and everybody likes pizza right that was mike sirocco on the next episode of storied san francisco you'll get to know poet tongo eisen martin Please join us for episode 29 next week. Music for Storied San Francisco is by Otis McDonald. Photography is by Michelle Kilfeather. The show is hosted and produced by me. Michelle and I have produced more than 120 episodes over the last three years. And you can find them all over at our website, storiedsf.com. 
We're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, as well as just about everywhere you can listen to podcasts. Please subscribe to stay up to date on all the content we publish. And if you have any feedback for us, or you just want to say hi, our email is storiedsf at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Stay strong, stay safe, and stay healthy.